wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. A must-win situation today for the Bills at Ralph Wilson Stadium. They come away victorious against the Houston Texans. I'm Lars. Joining us today, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Three words for you guys. In the hunt. Love it. And the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, CG, also with us today. Good morning. Wait, no, yup. Hi. Find us on Facebook at Bills and Beers. Find us on Twitter at Bills and Beers. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just search Bills and Beers. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Gang, let's not waste any time and talk about this must win over the Houston Texans. Come on now. The Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now. Come on and shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a game that felt like we were winning most of the way, we squeaked one out. And thus, since it felt as though we were winning, and yet winning at the end felt as though it was dubious, it wasn't all positive. So let's start with the negative. Cass, we'll start with you, your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's contest. I guess you can call this a bummer because, but they don't really exist when they're on the field. It would be our entire linebacking core. Yeah. Uh, they are not there. I've made this comment on previous recordings of Bills and Beers, but I, I, I can't stand it. I, I, I think our defensive line is getting in good pressure. Our secondary is great, but our linebackers just can't do crap out there. They're not even, I know we're injured and whatnot, but. That's something that I definitely want us to focus on in the offseason is picking up some better linebackers. Absolutely. No questions asked. I think that the the one thing is that we were down to our backup linebacker, Tony Stewart, making his first start. And then he gets and also, injured. what's his face? Kendrick Jenkins or? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, Whenever 51. Now, I, I agree with you that our linebackers have been pretty bad all year. I don't know what happened. I mean, we had these promising seasons from Preston Brown and Nigel Bradham individually. And then this year, when there was supposed to be both of them out there kind of doing their thing and. Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. I, I think that might also come down to the scheme, but that might just be Oh, me. get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that. Suge, I believe there are two guys out there right now who, between the two of us, we're going to take one or the other for the Jenny Cremel bummer. So prove me right. Who is your Jenny Cremel bummer? Get it. Get 50% of whoever I'm talking about. Go. Yeah, I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I picked this person last week, too, but it's Robert Woods. Yep, that's one. My God, Robert Woods, how many critical passes do you mess up? I mean, either it's a catch where you're standing, literally standing out of bounds when you catch the ball. Or no, sorry, you were inbounds. Then you saw the ball in the area in the air and decided to top for some unknown reason and hop into a way such that your feet are out of bounds when you catch the ball. Like, oh, completely uncovered. Nobody, nobody, near, nobody you. near you. Then, good Lord, you fall down in your own end zone and miss a perfectly good touchdown. That, second time of season. Yeah, it's the second time of season. And it's also, you know, that was Tyrod putting some trust in you because he could have run for the first down, but he saw an opportunity to actually score and give you an opportunity to put a touchdown on your, you know, on your resume, and again, you've complained and complained, or at least you're not complaining, but you're saying that, oh, I just block on this offense, just block on this offense. Two weeks in a row now, there's a reason for it. It's because you can't be trusted with the ball. And then finally, 
My goodness. You finally get the ball. You catch the ball. Congratulations. There's no one within 10 yards of you. And that DB is running towards you. And what do you do? You fall down as you start running. Like, are you are you wearing church shoes on the field? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, get some footing. It's just, it's uh, you know, this is the way that quarterbacks develop chemistry or do not develop chemistries with, uh, with, with receivers. I mean, uh, Tyrod Taylor has finally gotten to realize that he can throw into double coverage when it comes to Sammy Watkins, and Sammy Watkins will come down with the ball. But with you, it's like you can be wide open and you won't catch the ball. So, I mean, I hope that this benefits Chris Hogan, uh, and I hope that he becomes the number two receiver. Uh, because Robert Woods, you know, I love your ability to block, but you're just not doing it as uh, as a wide receiver. So that leaves one last person for the Jenny Creamer, and we got to get onto the positive because it was a win. But Dan Carpenter, what the hell are we doing, buddy? Wow, you left four points out there. Now, granted, one was a forty or a fifty-yard field goal, but that missed extra point. Now, granted, they missed one too. But the, that, the two missed but the, extra but the, points. But they got but they got the two-point conversion to negate it. But now we're shitting ourselves when we should be up seven points. Five, five points. No, seven. Seven at the end of the game. We're only up six. No, I'm saying he he left five points. Up well, the no, he left four. He missed an extra point. He missed the field goal. That's four points. Didn't he miss two extra points? No, they missed one extra point. Oh, it was last. Sorry, it was last. He week. missed one last That's week right. too. That's right. I don't know sorry. what this guy's deal is. If he's a head case, but these errors are starting to have tactical implications. We talked about it last week. The missed extra point last week forced us into a two-point conversion scenario that we failed on. And lo and behold, here we are now, and it was almost the difference in this game. The Texans could have won this game on an extra point because you missed one, and God, that would have just been a classic Buffalo Bills way to lose. But we didn't lose. No, we didn't. We pulled it out! Marcus Easley, game ceiling interception. Who is your Labatt Blue MVP of today's playoff saving performance? Going to you, Cassie Hutt. Uh, so I think this is an easy one. Tyrod Taylor, well done. Hell of a game for Tyrod. He, he wanted to win that game. I mean, you could feel the sense of emotion and will and all the guts that was needed. I know when uh, we are under two minutes, just under two minutes, coming on the two-minute warning, he throws that strike to Charles Clay. Unbelievable. Oh, no, for the for the for the go touchdown, ahead. for the go-ahead touchdown. You I thought we were talking about the strike that hit uh, Charles Clay on the hands. No, 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 for the go-ahead. Oh my God. And you know what? If I was we, just like, man, that guy's got balls. If we were ranting today, we would be talking about that Charles Clay right. drop. But, yeah. but he didn't. But we didn't lose, so we're not ranting, so we're not going to talk about it. No, but, but I agree, Cass, Tyrod, hell Tyrod, of a game. He was scrambling out there. He, For once, I feel like he did a really good job of stepping up into the pocket when we needed him instead of rolling to the outside and then doing a good job of pulling the ball down and running. There are probably a little bit more call plays for him to run, but overall, his command of the game was well done. Yes. I mean, you could probably give another one to, to Roman. From game, call, uh, from game calling, I guess more in the first half. Second half was a little bit abysmal there. Not being able to get some first downs. But overall, Tyrod, that's, that's, that's all we need our quarterback to do. It's right there, the way he played. Keep doing that for the rest of your career in Buffalo, and we have a very successful team. Suge, coming to you, you already mentioned during the game who you thought you were going to give it to. I don't know if you're going to waver or not. No, I told you I'm taking two. Take them now. <laughs> 
Alright, my Labatt uh, my Blue is going to Shady McCoy. Um, I think that, as, uh, as an aside, we all do want to mention that the practice squad running back, whatever is Gillingsley or Gil- Gillsley? Gil- yeah. Gillespie? 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 Something. Dizzy looks, Gillespie? Runs exactly like Fred Jackson. He looks exactly like, like Fred Jackson. Looks like Fred Jackson running ball. Okay, but the reason Shady gets my Labatt Blue MVP is because this guy just wins games for us. I mean, he's the reason that we were so successful in the first half. You know, he would he's, he's not just getting either no yardage or 20 yards. He's starting to be able to get those three-yard, five-yard runs. I mean, then, of course, he mixes it in when he catches the outside to get another 30, 40 yards. You know, that he's the reason that we were able to get back in that game. Uh, with yeah, I mean, granted, he did step out of bounds, but um, yeah. on that outside yeah. run yeah. That towards the end of the game. But still, the reason we were in it is because he got that he, he got that that positioning, and then you saw what happens when he went into concussion protocol. The offense went into cocoon. Oh. Yeah. You know, well, it's just I like mean, it couldn't do anything. But we got our backup out too. I mean, we got we yeah. got a guy who's been on our team for four days now taking the load because your boy Booby is evidently not capable of You're doing Booby. so. Yeah, Booby's not. You're Booby. He's like Greg Roman. He fell out of favor with Greg Roman already in his career, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's happening again. Yeah, you know, I mean, Booby was kind of excited, but that's just because Booby's always excited when he heard that Greg Roman was coming to town. But I'm pretty sure Greg Roman's like, yeah, he's got one season yeah, there. You're gonna, yeah, you're done. Oh, Booby, I'll still follow you, baby. I'll still follow you. So, uh, I gotta give my Labatt Blue. Wait, go- my second Labatt oh, Blue. Yeah, go for it. My yeah. second Labatt Blue goes to Jordan Mills, starting on you know against one of the fer- most ferocious pass rushing teams out there. He got one penalty against him on an inconsequential play, but other than that, God, he held his own. And I don't know that Chantrell Henderson would have done much better against that pass rush. So good for you, Jordan Mills. Way to step up. It's tough to not give. The, the bad blue to the whole team because there were many opportunities for this game for this team to sink back and let this game wash over them there were so many individual mistakes that could have been turning points instead our defense came up huge in the second half continuously yeah. referees missed a couple obvious calls in this game whether or not the receivers were set on their first touchdown whether or not DeAndre Hopkins pushed off their second touchdown, or third touchdown, rather. All these things remain to be determined. Yet, as a team, we had three penalties for 22 yards that we stayed in. We kept fighting. We found Charles Clay wide open in the middle of the field, which we haven't seen all season for the go-ahead. I'm giving my Labatt Blue MVP, however, to a guy who deserves it. Once again, Sammy Watkins. Yep. Great game. Great game, Sammy. I hate Bills fans who talk about what a wasted pick he was and we gave up the farm to go get him because when he plays games like he did today, he shows Bills Nation he was worth those picks. And I get it that Kelvin Benjamin, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins, a bunch of other wide receivers from that same round, same year, are also doing quite well. But Sammy Watkins was the only one that year that was a for sure thing on paper. Those, those other guys panned out. Sammy Watkins was the real deal, and everybody knew it. They took him, and he is the real deal. You throw that guy the ball, he makes plays. Another 100-yard game, another touchdown for him. Went and got the ball. Love me some Sammy Watkins. Love me some Sammy. He reversed the field twice today when we needed it. One resulted in the Carpenter miss we've already talked about. But Tyrod is getting comfortable letting Sammy make plays. And he's making those plays. I think that's what we have. People have to remember that 
Sammy's had bad wide uh, bad quarterbacks. We finally have a decent quarterback that had to develop some chemistry with him. Had to know what he could throw to because remember, all of these quarterbacks have been told, do not lose this game for us. Yeah. You know? Um, so he had to figure out what, you know, his receivers could and could not do. And, God, when you have receivers like Robert Woods running around, it definitely makes you think twice. Well, and I think one thing I liked about when uh, McCoy came back from his concussion protocol and passing, they show him on the bench and him and Sammy are sitting right next to each other talking. I, I just like to see that. Like, our two strongest players out there, like, getting together and being like, all right, it's probably going to be on our shoulders. Let's keep doing it. Anything else you guys want to address before we move into Rants and Raves? I would like to say a little bit about... No, actually, there's nothing else. Do I would want, say a little bit about nothing. You want to follow up on a referee discussion from last week? Knowing what we know now? Yeah, go ahead. So I, I begged our listeners, and nobody said anything. So presumably, since we reached nearly 10,000 listeners a week, if it was out there, you would have sent it to me. You didn't, so I guess it's not out there. But Suge found it, which was a breakdown of NFL referees... Headline 29 new refs in the NFL this year, which was a completely misleading headline from ESPN because that same article stipulated that there are 120 NFL referees, so no, it's 19, which was, was right around one sixth is new this year. However, more than half of those guys have been with the league for more than 10 years, and there's and there's 10 of them who have between 15 and 27 years of experience NFL refereeing, which is exactly what we were questioning last week. And once you get the job, you Once you get it. the job, I mean, it's a lifetime appointment. It's I like mean, getting to the Supreme Court. It's like being the ambassador to Sweden. And, it's yours to lose. And what's the, like, average or median age there? I, I would just be very curious of that, because I feel like we got some pretty ancient yeah, dudes Yeah, we have legit senior citizens running up and down the field with world-class athletes who are expected to see and make calls within a split second. I and mean, it's a problem. I, I think it shows, I mean, the NFL is a much faster game, but we watched the uh, Michigan State-Iowa game yesterday and felt like it was very well refereed and those refs had a grasp of the game. On the first uh, Texans touchdown, they had no fucking clue what was going on out Nobody there. Nobody did. No clue. They're like, oh, like, yeah, that, I think that looked okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we got to call it a touchdown. Yeah, let's call it a touchdown. Like, no idea what was going on. I mean, granted, the Bills out there had no idea what was going on yeah. either. But these are supposed to be the guys governing the game and responsible and ahead of the play. And, and they're clueless. I mean, I think that, so with that play in particular, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, none of those officials could say definitively, hey, did what anybody happened? move at the beginning of that, 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 that snap? They weren't ready. Did anybody, did anybody was, was the formation exactly right? Was everybody set? None of those officials could definitively say, yes, that was the case. But rather than calling themselves out and saying, Stopping hey, the play. Stop you know it. what? Ruling on the field is a touchdown. The play is being reviewed. That's all you have to say. And then you go back and say, hey, you know, there was the wrong number of people on the field or... The, the wide receiver was still moving, had not completely stopped, and was therefore moving towards the line of scrimmage at the time the play was snapped, and therefore it, you know, it's an illegal, illegal procedure. So, I mean, like, that's what you do, and you replay the down. It's not the end of the world. Yes, you're taking yeah, points no, off the I agree, board, but, that's, but you, you, do, you do the right thing. Week. You know, it's, it's not about doing, just being right. It's about getting it right, you know, and Mike Pereira. Just blow it dead. And, blow yeah. it dead. Mike Brewer has, and, and both of those plays that we're questioning, the other push-off, both the announcers 
both said, huh? I guess, you know, when Mike Pereira looked at the play, Mike Pereira tweeted, that was a push-off. He said that was a push-off. He also, when he uh, was when he came into the game, or whatever the NFL officiating person came into the game, said, oh, yeah, but there was an illegal shift that should have been caught. You know, so, I mean, these guys, just stop and make yeah, sure just, you're getting it right. That's what right. Cass said. It's more important of getting it right. You because know, you not, blow it, so here's what, here's that, you blow it dead, worst case scenario, you negate the opportunity for a touchdown. You let it play out, and the worst case scenario is what happens. You allow a touchdown. Yep. And I'm sorry, but one is worse than the other. They, they always say, when, we, when I was a soccer referee, they said, when in doubt, defense takes it out. I mean, yeah. that means you, side on the, you go on the side of the defense. Like, when in doubt, go on the side of the defense. But Either way, just be consistent. But everybody, from the players to the refs to the coaches to the media on Twitter, everybody watching that was like, well, that seemed weird. But they let the play go, so it cost the Bills a touchdown. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, two out of three touchdowns. But it's good. It, two it's, out of three two touchdowns, out of three touchdowns yeah. are on bad calls. But again, costing, lack costing a team a touchdown or costing a team an opportunity at a touchdown are two completely different things. And I don't think I'm a homer in saying so. No. All right, no, let's not I, bitch about this anymore. Let's get right into rants and raves. We got a lot of ra- uh, ravens in here. Ravens, we won. Yeah, we won. Let's rave. Woo! We haven't won since Thursday night. We haven't had an opportunity to rave since the uh, Color Rush All Red Jets victory. Huge AFC win today. Now, a win last week and we'd be in full position in the wild card with our own fate. That's not so much the case with the Jets win today. Uh, Big game tonight. By the time you're hearing this, the Colts-Steelers game will be over, but by God, would it be great if the Colts won. So we're kind of playing from behind. But the game, excuse me, the season still is in our own hands going into the final quarter. So there's lots to rave about. Cass, are you ready to rave? I am ready to rave. And you know what? I'm just really, really excited about the performance of the offensive line. Wow. I, I You know, Eric Wood is my all-time favorite Buffalo Bill. I think he I don't had, think you've ever mentioned that no, on this No, no, no. But I think he had a great game today. Richie I shipped him off to the Blue Farm last week. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> After Michigan State beat Iowa last night, I re- realized the error of my ways and I would never want a player from Michigan State to be on the Buffalo Bills wow. as our starting off offensive center What about to our take starting over. quarterback? How do you like Connor Cook? Hey, he looks great, but um, no, really? no. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he did does. He? He's good. He's, He's good. good. He's I'd real like, good. I'd like to see him in a Bills uniform. Anyways. But uh, anyways, uh, Richie Incognito coming in. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Suge's uh, MVP of the game. Jordan, Jordan Mills. Mills. Thank Secondary. you. Secondary. Um, just overall, the offensive line seemed to have a game plan. Not only were we able to run the ball, but we were able to give Tyrod Taylor time. Against and a very good defense. A really good defense. J.J. Watt, Jermaine Clowney. Vince Wilfork, I mean, I granted that guy's over the hill, yeah, over like the should hill, not be playing anymore, but still, a lot of key players on, on that side of the ball and gave Tyrod the time to either step into the pocket, do what he needed to do, and it all started from the offensive line. And we ran some pretty crazy plays. We did. Some misdirection, a lot of different things. Fewer holding penalties, no off, no uh, false starts, just overall, 
a really, really well played game from the offensive line. So going into the end of the season, that's what you want to see. You want to see those guys gelling. You want to see them coming together. You want to see them working with Tyrod. And so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty excited about that. Greg Roman had a hell of a game. He did. Yeah, we are it. not talking about enough. There were some, there was, there were a couple play calls. Then go. Yeah, rave, I'm, I'm rave, taking, go. No, I am going to rave about all the dumb Bills fans being proven wrong. This game. Like, there's just about every single dumb Bills fan that's out there talking about, oh, Sammy Watkins was a wasted pick. Okay, you got proven wrong this game. Greg Roman, you know, he's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't belong as an NFL offensive coordinator. You know, he doesn't he doesn't know how to uh, put together a game plan. You were proven wrong. Do coaches make mistakes on certain games? Absolutely. Of course they do. Did Rex Ryan coach a pretty darn near perfect game today? Yes, he absolutely did. So I mean, we I shut mean, down JJ. I mean, JJ. We who? shut down JJ. What? And all that every. My God, if you listen to WGR this week, they yeah. talked a lot more about J.J. Watt than about any Buffalo Bills player that was on the team. And what did J.J. Watt? He had one sack where Tyrod just was not able to get past him. And so they, they shut him down like with these with our backup right side of the line. So, you know, everyone that said that J.J. Watt is the, you know, unstoppable, proven wrong. Everyone that said that our coaches don't know what they're doing, proven wrong. Everyone said that Rex Ryan's defensive scheme can't work with our players. You know what? There was a lot of 3 4 being played today. Corbin Bryant. We have nine times. Corbin Bryant had himself a day. Yeah, I am. I am a little worried about uh, Mario's future in Buffalo, but, based on the way he plays in this defense. But but Corbin Bryant looked like a prototypical three-four D lineman, and in, he looked in a sharp today. Defense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Except for on every running play, they got what six, seven yards. So. Yeah, but not, not, not that every, to our linebacker. Not every so, running play. Though. I mean, there were some that, that they got shut down. I and mean, the ones they did, Corbin Bryant was the one stuffing. Yeah, them. well, that's the thing. So if they got stopped, they got stopped at our D line. Yeah. When it was yeah. up to the, the the linebackers, then it was. A yeah, clear that was pass a different to the safety. And then Corey Graham's making the tackle. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was just, four yards after the first hit if he made it past the D I line. think of this game as a little bit of vindication for all the things that people are complaining about. Everything kind of came together this game. Well, let's um, talk a little bit about vindication. Including, including the ability to not give the game up when it looked like we were going the traditional Bills way of going. Defense stepped up all throughout the second half. So let's talk about vindication. I'm going to rave about Leotis McKelvin. Yep. Now, he didn't do anything in particular in this game, and he may have single-handedly lost us the Patriots game again on Monday Night Football in Foxborough for the second time in his career this year. But God damn it, if Leotis McKelvin isn't looking to make a play on every single play, and if there's one thing I've been screaming about when it comes to this defense is that nobody's making a play. But I can tell you one guy who wants to make a play and who thinks his only purpose on earth is to make plays for the defense, that's Leotis McKelvin. Sometimes his head ups his sometimes his head is up his ass. Sometimes he has no idea what's going on out there. And every time he gives an interview, Lord knows what he's saying. But when that guy is on the football field, he is looking to single-handedly change the game by himself every time, and I love it. We need ten more guys on the defense just like him with that same mentality. Because they're gonna get one every once in a while. And I've been I've been screaming for the past week that our defense. Nobody's making plays. Well, at least Leotis McKelvin wants to make plays, and, and I love him for it. You know, we can't can't really complain about, you know, Darby did get torched on that one series of plays to, to Hopkins. Hopkins, but for the majority of the game, you guys have to remember that 
more almost 60% of the entire offensive output of the Houston Texans goes through DeAndre Hopkins. He's like 60% of their passes catch, like 60 to 70% of their yards gained. And through three quarters, he had like one catch for six yards. So that was he had one drive where he got a bunch of yards, but and one overall, was a, one was 25 yards on a push off. Right, one was 25 yards on a push off, but but Gilmore went down. We've been talking about how great our corners been playing. One of those two great corners went down, and Leota stepped right in. That's right. And then you know the only time we got beat over the top was, you know, unfortunately to Darby. But and, and no one's gonna give Darby our time for the way that he's playing the game. Can we, can we just talk about something, though, on our defense? I've been saying this. I say it during the games. Why? Can someone explain to me, maybe some of the players, like why they are out there looking like they're talking to each other with no freaking clue of what's going on when the ball is being snapped, right before the ball is being snapped, even when the ball has been snapped. I just don't understand. Like, they're all turning around, looking to the left, looking to the right. What the hell is going on? Why are they not focused on the play, knowing what they need to do, and executing, rather like than talking to each other, looking looking like their heads are on a swivel? Let me, it's happened, it still happens. It happens this week. And reliably, when it happens, they give up a play. Yeah. But it's happening less and less. I think, however, Cassie, that is the most obvious indication from our defense of the growing pains of the scheme. And I know you have your druthers with the, sc- with the scheme. A lot of Bills fans do. But if there's one thing that makes the players' difficulty grasping the scheme evident, it's that stuff. It's the Duke Williams looking around. He has no idea what's going on. Nikel Roby no being idea. told Brown, to run around. No idea. Yelling at Hughes, you got to get over here. Mario Williams standing up saying, but I'm doing this. There is There are some definite growing pains. They don't know what they're doing. It's happening less frequently. You know when it didn't happen at all? The second Patriots game. And it was so refreshing yeah. to see our defense go out there and just confidently get to the line and know what they wanted to do and be in the position they wanted to be in. But you're right. When they when they are kind of like, oh, what's going on over here? Hey, oh, I'm banging my wrist together. Oh, X, X, X. No, I'm on, I'm on X. You're on Y. Who's got Z? When they start doing that shit, oh, my God. It's every time I'm like, well, here comes a touchdown. And that's, that's the right 50% I mean, of the time. It would be one thing if I thought it was like, oh, we're trying to get in the, the offensive heads. No, or we're trying to do no, something. No, they're trying to get their shit no, they have no, You yeah. can tell they have no idea. They don't. And You're no right. other team is doing that. So it, it that's where it gets to me on the scheme. Like, these but, guys are clueless out there, and sometimes we're just lucky if they make a play. But when they do execute this game, when oh, players yeah. do make plays, offenses look helpless. Yeah, we got to do a better job with our one-on-one matchups on the D-line. I will say that because there's a lot of times that, you know, we're blitzing somebody and that blitzer's not going going through freely because the one-on-one matchups are not being beaten. Yeah. So people are not having to double-team our defensive linemen, which, man, th- you should have to double-team our offensive should, linemen, should, right? Should, so, I mean, Darius should we command a double-team on every play. Right, and exactly. And, it, and it's not, yeah. and Mario yeah. should have to. But, God, Mario's doing his typical, you know, I take some plays off and, you know, when he finally decides to take, you know, get after the quarterback, he almost gets there. But if unless he Good gets there every time, when he goes hard. When he tr- when he tries, but yeah. you got to try that every freaking down. It's just I, not I acceptable. Agree. So I, I, I hate to I hate to rag on the guy, but I just think that it's, for the money for the money he's making in this game, he's not worth it. And the money is one thing, Suge, But I what I come back to is when he does try and when he does throw offensive linemen out of the way like a rag doll. Yeah, that's what's frustrating because you're like, well, you you do you do have it in you. You you can do this when you want to. 
And yeah, but that doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, this is a very scheme-based defense, right? I mean, I think this is not like individual players' defense. This is, yeah. which is why Rex Ryan's been so successful with relative scrubs, is because it's all about the scheme. It's all about you know putting everybody make the plays. right. Yeah, just yeah, players just got to make plays. So it's not just about you know it's not the situation with you have with JJ Watt where he can line up wherever he wants to and he just goes out and make plays. Everybody has to kind of play their part in this defense and. And it's just not its not going to work out for him, especially with all the contracts we need this year. Yeah. It, I just can't see him sticking around. No. He'll still be a good player wherever he goes. I think solid. that he'll go into a straight 4-3, you know, and be maybe solid. he'll come to the Bears. He'll get 12 or, sacks a year uh, you know, yeah. and be good at setting the edge, and that's what he does. Right. And maybe our defense will be better. Maybe, maybe. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's get into wild card and predictions. take one moment and see you know I mean I know this is the reason that we are all Bills fans because it's so freaking exciting to watch this team but good lord like I did not have a sip of beer this whole game and yet I was still so anxious like why 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 can't we just you killed yours I did because I'm in withdrawal now okay so no 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 I don't think I'm gonna have another one uh but I just don't understand like why can't we just play an even game? Why can't we just either play Buffalo bad the Bills whole game? Football, it is just Buffalo Bills foot, heart yeah. attack football. Heart attack football. I hate the Patriots, too. Well, okay. we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's it's episode. It's the wild card, baby! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Bills. We also do so drinking beer. And we're all drinking Labatt this week, so let's move right past it. If you're under 21, ask your parents first. Cass, you want to introduce the wild card this week? Well, yeah, it's, it's coming to a special time of the year, end of the year. It's the uh, Christmas holidays. And here at Lincoln Station, they've done a really nice job of decorating the bar. We've got some snowflakes up. We've got some Christmas lights. We've got some ribbons, some really nice decorations. Yeah. Feeling in the Christmas holidays. So the question is, the Buffalo Bills players are starting to decorate their house and homes. And lockers, maybe? Lockers, maybe. What player are you going to choose and how are they getting into the Christmas spirit? I'll go first. This is easy. Mario Williams is going to take a page out of the Kyle Williams playbook and it's going to be an all camo Christmas. Nice. A little red, white, gray, and green camo. Dude loves his guns. He loves his pickups. He loves going out and shooting shit. So he's going to bring that home all over the hearth. He's a single man, as we all know, famously left at the altar by his what the hell were you thinking, fiance? Oh, yeah, that's right. Who could now have hundreds of millions at, at her own disposal? Fine. He's a lonely guy. He looked like he's straight up cray, though. I think she got out safe. Yeah, it's probably true. But yeah, it's going to be an all camo. Plus, he's got guns. All camo Christmas. <laughs> when he go James Hardy, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, he's going to go out and try to shoot Rudolph. Right. I actually thought you were going to say, like, red, green, and blue. He was going to have, like, the green from the camo, the red from, like, a gutted venison, you know, or like, and the, and the white is just the snow, and that's it. It's gonna be the Mario Williams line of camo. Right, so, Cass, this is this is your wild card idea. Do you, are you ready? Or? I know. Go ahead. I'm still racking my brain. All right, so I am going to. I'm actually going with two. The the second one won't won't get in your way, but uh, you know, you know, I was going booby. Everybody knows I'm going booby. Okay, and booby D, uh, you know, 
if Cassie ever, was if ever Buffalo Bill was number one in auditions for Black Santa. <laughs> oh my God. He would be such a good Black Santa. Yeah, and then who would be Homie Claus? That could be the topic of the next. Leonis McElvin. Leonis McElvin. Yeah, perfect. Not but he's not angry though. So, anyways, uh, are you sure? So, movie. So you know, Cassie was ta- discussing the fact that movie was gonna have like. You know, crystal and like ice sculptures all this over the goblet. place, just wearing like a, a velour suit. I actually think that the one must for every movie Dixon Christmas is that he's going to have one side of his tree decorated in chicken wings and the other side decorated in Popeye's uh, <laughs> breast meat. Or no, not breast meat, thighs. Because that way when he gets hungry, he's just going to wake up in the middle of the night. He, Santa don't need to leave him no cookies, he's going to go eat a wing off the tree and he'll be good to go. It's good, sit it's up good on the couch. you're not a white person saying this, right? You realize this. Oh yeah, but Booby's the first person that would agree. He's like, oh damn, I can get wings <laughs> oh, off a tree. That. He's like, can I buy a wing? You know, I, I want a Popeyes wing tree. tree. So, um, and, I mean, we all know, he, the man put out a song about chilling on that Popeyes or not. Nah. I mean, that's why. That's why my handle name is uh, Popeyes or not. Nah. But, Anyways, um, yeah, maybe a little racist, but you know, it's more just loving movie. I mean, yeah. Uh, the other thing is we're that uh, uh, Dan Carpenter oh, uh, is going to have mistletoe, but his mistletoe is going to be a penis. Why? I don't know. I'm okay. just mad at him, so I want to say bad I, things about him. I mean, come on, dude. He he had one of the best seasons as a Buffalo Bills kicker two years ago. What is going? Did Rex get inside that head of his? Yeah, I mean, what the hell is wrong? He must have because I think he had a supportive environment before. He maybe didn't have one in Miami, and as soon as he got back to an unsupportive environment, he just started to suck the way he did in Miami. So, so side note, Suge, I would expect you to have it, but knowing you like I do, I know that you don't, which is a disappointment because you're not really walking the walk. I got a feeling Jay does have this though, which is something I'm in the market for. Which is the A1 Christmas blazer. I'm talking, I want a like a red tartan blazer with like a green lapel. Like I want the uh, full on, I'm going to a Christmas. You got one of these, don't you? I have like a velour. Yeah, I knew it, I knew it. I knew you, I knew you would have. It's more of a green tartan. Though. Yeah, no, the crushed velvet. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea what are your name? Yeah, is? Chelsea. 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 Come on, Chelsea. Cass, Cassie's sitting here blushing just thinking about his crushed velvet. I love it. I knew you'd have one. But every guy needs to have that Christmas blazer, and I am I am, I am, mortified to say that I'm lacking in one. Cass coming to you. What are you wildcarding? So uh, I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor. Ooh. And um, actually, and I don't think he's, he's going to be decking any of his halls. I think he's going around to all of the key players on the team. Help me out. And helping oh. them. Yeah, help me out. I'm going to help you out. So I'm going to help decorate all your stuff. Are you happy? Are you ha- are you good, Sammy? You good? First stop on the trip, yeah. he's Bobby put- Woods. Yeah, yeah. No. I damn. wish. Man. Second he's- stop, Charles Clay. No. They need to be out there. Third stop, Matt Mulligan. Yeah, Why right? not? Who? Yeah, I mean, could you guys uh, just help TT out a little bit? Just a little. Hey, just can we talk a little bit just as, as an aside? Sorry, Cass, yeah. what, what else? No, sorry, finish. Oh, no, no, no. And I, that's that's how he's going to get into the Christmas spirit. He's like, guys, you, you need to get this stuff together. We need to do this. And I can't do it alone, even though I've been trying to do it alone. So. It's, you know, it's been impressive how much of a leadership role he's taken over yeah. in the last few weeks. I mean, even it's the, even the announcers. page horse. <laughs> Okay. He Even, talks like a gravel in his throat. Um, okay, so it's definitely racist to say Satchmo. Oh, come uh, on. <laughs> no, I know, I know. No, I'm just joking. It sounds a little bit like Shaggy. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
He, uh, but you know, even the announcers today were noticing that you know he has control yeah. of this offense. He's like in Which charge. Is refreshing to and, see. You know, he saw he went over to Dan Carpenter. You know, oh, yeah. that you After know, he missed, yeah, totally exactly. You know, to get his shit together, that, that we still need you and keep it together. He got he was on Jerry Hughes, so he was even crossing the side to, to the defense. You know, I mean. You know, people are talking about, is he going to be, we, there was a discussion on Two Bills Drive this week, or the stadium wall, is he going to be our, you know, franchise quarterback starting next year? I don't see how he's not. Yeah, I mean, I, the guy's doing everything he asked him to. With, with the needs we have at safety and linebacker, and, yeah. and filling out the, and the offensive, three, line, four, yeah. offensive line, filling out the 3-4 D-line, no, quarterback is not a priority. Right. And also, there's no, there's no, you know, surefire bets in the draft. No. Uh, and there's not, probably not nobody gonna that's going to be, yeah, there's probably no one that's going to be. Uh, worth it in free agency. So, you know, great. If, if we can pick somebody, I'm not against drafting a quarterback that we can kind of bring along. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, Tyrod, hell, he, besides the major, major drops that he had today, he what, threw for he was three, damn good today. three touchdowns? Great. Yeah. And ran for, he ran one? for one? No. Two touchdowns ran for one. No, I think it's three, no? Anyways, what were the touchdowns? Had amazing... we, had the, we had the touchdown to Sammy, he ran for one. What was the third touchdown? The the Charles touch, Clay. Fourth touchdown was the Clay. What was the third touchdown? Oh, to Bobby Woods. Oh, yeah, that's the, right. The, uh, yeah. the that's back right. shoulder so to Bobby. So he threw that's for right. three yeah. touchdowns. Three touchdowns and ran for another. God, I hope someone has him in fantasy this week. I know I, no, I no have him on the bench right, in fantasy. Yeah, no that? one in their right mind would have against uh, Houston's D. I had him on the bench. You know, and let's take a moment to talk about this offense. You know, they were talking about the fact that Houston has – Held teams to an average Six, yeah. of 70 yards rushing for the entire but game. But also less than the past 10 points over games. the past four games. And yeah. they had over 100 in the first half. Yeah. But, oh, we, yeah. but yeah, but again, let's and go this back was to our that. first time that we've actually beat a team when the other team scored more than 20 points. Okay, against the you Bengals know? and against the Saints, they held those teams to six points. We put up 31, should have been 35. Right. Yeah, it's. I mean, the offense came together. They had still had a lull. They had a major lull, but yeah. I was impressed by the fact that eventually they came back and scored the go-ahead touchdown that they needed. And, so I, now, and I'm sorry, just I have to say, I, being a typical Bills fan, all throughout that game, I'm like, oh, God, when are we going to turn over the ball? When yeah. are we going to have that crazy turnover? Yeah. When's Tyra going to throw the pick? And he doesn't. He doesn't do no, it. No, he so. set a franchise record today. He hasn't. Yeah. Most, Don't say most, he doesn't. Most attempts without a, without a pick. Yeah, so I, it's... I think franchise quarterback's already here. Wow. Well, we are now going into a three-game gauntlet against the NFC Least. Starting with two road games, I'll be at the next game, so I'll be doing a shout-out to our Philadelphia brethren. We're going to record there in the in the parking lot post-game. Hopefully it all goes well and we have something to be happy about. But we're in Philly next week in Washington the week after that, then back at the Ralph to finish out the season against the hapless Cowboys and then the the New York Giants, or the New York Jets, excuse me, who squeaked one out today. So, final quarter of the season is going to determine all, and it starts with these two games against the NFC Least. Going to Philly next week. Suge, I know you've been keeping an eye, up, eye on the game, how they're doing against uh, the beat-up Patriots today. It looks like it's 7-0 uh, New England right now. In Philly, Shady coming back to his old team. I think he's going to go off. I'm going to say right now, my prediction, Buffalo 29 Philadelphia 11. Yeah, I actually think how's, it's going to be... How's that the, for some weird numbers? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that we're going to have... I think we're going to... Damn it, I think... Oh, wait a minute. Didn't I predict a loss and then we won? Yeah. Yep, no, we're losing. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what it is. We're going to lose 27-12. 
Okay, Cass, come to you next. So first, Lars, I want to say that I'm kind of worried about your health and safety, so please be safe there. Be smart. Oh, like the link? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the city of brotherly love is not probably so not going to be very brotherly to you. So uh, please be Especially careful. Especially when we win, even if that's not my prediction. Um... <laughs> I am going to go for a win, but I think it's going to be another nail biter here at Lincoln Station, and I'm going to go Bills win 24-23. So, like I said, I'll be Whoa. with I'll be with the. That's going to suck. I, can't handle I that. know, I know. My I stomach is a knot. I'll be with the Philadelphia backers next week to record. We already recorded hey, with them once this year. Are you going to get a cheesesteak? I'm going to be in Philly. You got to so go to Pat's. Okay. Yeah, Don't no, go to Gino's. no Gino. Forget Gino. My wife is Ain't from Philadelphia. I'll let her make the call. All right, that's fair enough. Find us on go Facebook. Go to Jack At Bills and Beers. Find us on Twitter at Bills and Beers. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Let's go make the playoffs, Buffalo. Three games against the NFC Leafs. Let's make it happen against the Philadelphia Eagles next week, one at a time. Let's get to 7-6. and six. Go, Bills! Load it up. The Bills make me want to shout